It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Builder said of Panthers Why hitting you guys back up here on the Tuesday, November 13th. Hope you guys had yourselves a good Veterans Day weekend and a safe one. I know up, up here in PA was pretty cold, starting to... Uh, really get that fall weather, almost turning into winter weather. It's, it's like we're not even having a fall. It's more going right from summer to winter in terms of like, you know, it, it was still nice, like 60s and 70s a few weeks ago. But now it's already going down into like the 30s and we're getting snow in a few weeks or in a few days rather. So uh, not not fun, not fun at all. But it was a good weekend. I hope you guys had a good weekend too, enjoying kind of the mini buy with the Panthers having played on Thursday and uh, that's what we're going to get into, uh, at least to start things off here, is kind of wrapping up the Week 11 action, more specifically the NFC South action. We'll start in the NFC South and kind of how it affects the the Panthers and where they stand right now in the playoff positioning. Uh, the first thing we got to discuss, though, is the unfortunate injury to Des Bryant. We talked, of course, about... The signing of Des Bryant and how it impact how it could impact the Panthers and you know how they're gonna kind of defend the Saints in a few weeks. Well, as we saw, of course, there will be no Des Bryant as he suffered a torn Achilles. Uh, I believe it was actually it was Friday. It was it was a little after uh, we recorded Friday's episode. Des Bryant suffered a torn Achilles. Obviously done for the season. Just so unfortunate for the for Des Bryant. You know, he waited so long to find the right fit, and almost soon thereafter, right when he finds the right the right fit, it's all over in the blink of an eye. You know, you just can't help but feel so bad for him. He was ready to help compete or help help the Saints compete in the playoffs and obviously he was looking forward to that Dallas game in about 2 weeks. Unfortunately now that will not happen. So very unfortunate for Des Bryant uh as far as the Saints go and how it affects the Panthers, you know, it, this, this is a still a tough offense to defend. You know, Michael Thomas is still one of the best receivers in the league. He's almost unguardable no matter who's opposite him you know it, it just likely means more action for Traquan Smith the rookie out of Central Florida but I mean it, it's still the Saints and they're still rolling and those last two those last three weeks with the two games in that group are still going to be so huge. Now, of course, the Panthers did lose a little bit of ground to the Saints in the in the NFC South standings after the Saints walloped the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday, 51 to 14. 
And I mean, my goodness. Like, I mean, just talk quick about the Bengals, too, since I touch on them a little bit as well for some of my other work, if you follow me. This defense has, be, has just been atrocious in the last couple of weeks. I mean, all the talk right now is the Bengals are on a historic pace in terms of defense and not in a good way. I think they're setting up to be to go down as one of the worst defenses statistically in the NFL. Remember, not just the 51 points they gave up to the Saints, but they've also given up, remember a couple weeks ago on that Sunday night game, 45 against the Kansas City Chiefs. So what that means now, of course, is the Saints now sit at 8-1 on the season and are now two games clear of the Carolina Panthers in the NFC South. The Panthers still sitting at 6-3. Falcons, of course, lost to the Redskins. Bit of a surprise. or I'm sorry, not the Redskins. They beat the Redskins two weeks ago, but they lost to the Browns. Very surprisingly, but hey... Um, Maybe the Browns' offense has finally found their footing now that Hugh Jackson is out. By the way, Hugh Jackson going back to Cincinnati now. He was he was named a special assistant, I believe they called it, for the Bengals now after they fired uh, Tara Lawson as defensive coordinator. Marvin Lewis is, is going to take over that role. So Hugh Jackson back with the Bengals. But... Very surprising loss by the Falcons to the Browns. So they now sit at 4-5. and five. And then the Buccaneers. I mean, my goodness. 501 yards of total offense. And they only scored 3 points. As they lost 16-3 to to the Washington Redskins. Very, very... Just surprising results and kind of mind-blowing results as well. I mean, especially that Buccaneers stat. I mean, how do you put up 500 yards of offense and only score three points? Now, you know, the, it's not like the Redskins have a bad defense, but even still, 500 yards of offense and three points, something's wrong there. So, I mean, I think at this point we can say that the NFC South, unless the Falcons turn around pretty quickly... The NFC South has become pretty much a two-horse race. Uh, the edge, obviously, right now goes to the Saints, I believe. Uh, I mean, I, you'd have to dig into common records or common opponents' record. They both are one and one in the division, so go to common opponents. But still, a two-game lead with seven to go for the Saints. This week, of course, we know the Panthers are taking on the Lions. The Saints are at home against the Philadelphia Eagles, who just continue to struggle on really both sides of the football. We know injuries have been hurting the Eagles. Uh, honestly, I think this could be a pretty easy game for the Saints. I mean, the Eagles are going to do all they can to keep it close, and they're starting to get into a territory where... These are must-win games. Two games back of the Redskins, so they'll they'll be hungry. But I think I think the Saints probably come away with the victory in this one. So it'll make the, the Detroit game pretty important. Now, granted, Carolina of course kicks off first. There were one o'clock game. Eagles Saints is a 4:25 game. So that's kind of where they stand in the division. So obviously a little bit of catching up to do, but plenty of opportunities left as far as the conference goes. Or I should say wildcard standings. 
They are still the top wild card at the moment at 6-3 and three right now. If the season were to end today, the Panthers would be the number 5 seed and would be back in Washington for a rematch of Week 6 against the Redskins in the wild card round. The other wild card game in the NFC right now would be the Vikings at the Bears, which, oh, by the way, is the game we get on Sunday night. As of course, That game, of course, was flexed into Sunday night, replacing what was originally Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. So... Uh, obviously, a lot of a lot a lot of time to go. A lot of things in play. Uh, I remember talking about this on the other pod. If Minnesota were to beat Chicago and Carolina loses to Detroit, that would actually drop Carolina to the sixth seed for the time being, as they would it would be them and Chicago as the two wild cards, because then Minnesota would jump ahead of Chicago in the NFC North. So it would then be Chicago and Carolina both at 6-4. and four, But Chicago would have the advantage with a 4-2 and two conference record. As, of course, those two teams do not play each other this regular season. This will be the one and only game within the NFC North that the Panthers have. So it would be the Bears' 4-2 and two conference record beating out the Panthers' 4-3. and three. Of course, if Chicago, Chicago beats Minnesota and Carolina... Loses to Detroit, Carolina would stay at number five at six and four because then Minnesota, for the time being, would be five, four, and one. But that's only if Green Bay were to lose to Seattle on Thursday because then if Green Bay wins, Packers and Vikings would be tied at five, five, four, and one. But the Packers would have the edge. Both teams would be sitting just half a game behind the Panthers. So that's kind of the things in play. And then obviously, uh, Panthers win would keep them at least a game about a game ahead of either either of those teams as they would move to seven and three. So you know a lot of a lot of factors in play, a lot of time left, of course. Uh, but the the fact of the matter is the Panthers, no matter what happens, would still be in a playoff position. But obviously they still have a lot of work to do if they want to keep one of those playoff positions and end up getting to the playoffs by the time January rolls around. So that's the, at least the Panthers position in the, in the, uh, the playoff picture, I should say, uh, running through, of course, the, the whole NFC real quick Rams now at nine and one. And by the way, as I'm recording this, I'm actually recording this during the time that they just announced the Rams-Chiefs game on Monday night will be moving to Los Angeles as they deem the field too unsafe to play on in Mexico City. So it'll now be the Chiefs at the Rams in Los Angeles, the battle of the 9-1 teams. So the Rams atop the NFC at 9-1, Saints at 8-1, Bears uh, 6-3, and... The Redskins at six and three. Those are your division leaders. And again, Panthers six and three. Vikings five three and one. Your your wild cards. And then right behind them, the Packers at four four and one. Falcons, Seahawks, Cowboys, and Eagles all sitting at four and five. Then a bit down from there because then it's the Buccaneers and the Lions at three and six. So not only an important game as far as uh, posi- 
playoff positioning for the Panthers, but they could more or less really hurt, almost end the Lions' playoff chances by giving them their seventh loss. And the way the NFC is going, 10-6 and six is probably going to end up the wild cards, you know, especially with the, the Vikings having a tie. 9-7 and seven probably isn't going to be enough. So those 3-6 and six teams, and to some extent the 4-5s, and fives, have a lot of work to do. So that's why the Panthers, despite the big blowout loss on Thursday, are still, I think, in very good position at 6-3. and three. Really, I, th- I think they can go 4-3 and three down the stretch, and I, th- I think they should be fine to get one of those playoff spots, at least a wild card, if not the NFC South. So we'll take a quick break, and real quick, I want to... As always, thank one of our great sponsors here at LOP over at MyBookie.ag. Folks, MyBookie, fantastic betting service. And listen, they've been great to us here at the podcast for a long time. That's why we always urge you guys to go check them out because they are just a fantastic service. They have all the player perks you could want. You can bet during the games, which is really nice. You can bet on fantasy points, which is fun. You You can do all sorts of things over at MyBookie. So go check them out. And remember, check them out after 7 p.m. Or at least create your account after 7 p.m. Because if you do so, MyBookie will give you an extra $25 in free play on top of whatever you're depositing. Now, this is on deposits of at least $100. So MyBookie will match your deposit plus $25. So, I mean... You know, who, who can say no to extra money? So all you got to do is just wait until after 7 p.m. Eastern time and use the promo code LOCKEDON25. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N and then the number 25 gets you that extra $25 in free play. So my bookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, promo code LOCKEDON25 after 7 p.m. Eastern time. Gets you the $25 extra in free play on deposits of at least $100. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So as we jump back into it, of course, a little bit of Panthers news to talk about real quick as well. A couple of roster moves today as the Panthers waived C.J. Anderson and signed running back Tavares Cadet. Uh, Obviously, the C.J. Anderson free agent pickup, albeit a very small risk. I mean, it it wasn't much risk. They didn't really give him a lot of money, but obviously it did not pan out at all. We thought C.J. Anderson would come in and have some sort of role with the Panthers and, you know, really come in and be kind of that, not just the backup running back, but like that spell back, you know, get a bunch of carries to kind of give Christian McCaffrey some rest. I mean, if you look at fantasy drafts, there were a lot of drafts where CJ Anderson was going in the middle rounds, like the eighth, ninth round. So, I mean, there, there was, there was a little bit of, I don't want to say hype. I mean, because that was originally what I was going to say. But I mean, you know what? I, you kind of get what I'm going, where I'm coming from with this one. You know, we expected more, basically. We thought C.J. Anderson would be more active than he has been all season. As it turned out, Christian McCaffrey just became the bell cow and never really relinquished, relinquished that role. It just left Anderson in the dust, really. There was just nothing for him. So, in a way, it kind of makes sense that they just cut bait now and just, you know, maybe give him a chance to sign somewhere else. Um, and, and again, they they all thought they had a shot. You know, Marty Herney saying, quote, when we signed CJ in the spring, he saw a bigger role than he has had, and honestly, at the time, so did we. But Christian McCaffrey has taken so much of the offense and so much of the plays, we just made the decision that this was the best thing for all parties involved. And, you know, it's right. Again, we all all expected more out of C.J. Anderson, but Christian McCaffrey just has become such a good running back, you know, just the type of player that you almost expect to get as a top 10 draft pick. So, really, again, there, there was just nothing there for C.J. Anderson. So they let him go, and they signed Tavares Cadet to a one-year deal. Seventh season in the NFL. This is now his seventh different team, actually, if I'm counting that right, because he's played with New England, or New Orleans, New England, San Francisco, the Jets, and Buffalo. He actually spent time with three different teams in 2015, the Saints, the Patriots, and the Niners, and then spent time with three different teams last year as well, the Jets, the Bills, and then uh, the Saints again. He actually was back with the Saints. He's had two stints with the Saints, 2012 to 2014, 2015 to 17. And again, he's also spent time with the Patriots, the 49ers, the Jets, and the and the Bills. So this is, well, sixth team actually, but still. So this will be his uh, sixth different team already in seven seasons in the NFL. 
just missed out the just missed out being on the Bills final roster. Uh, uh, actually suffered an ankle injury, and his stats from Panthers.com: 72 career games, 49 carries, 180 yards. 118 receptions, 959 yards, seven touchdowns. Um, I mean, if C.J. Anderson is any indication, can't really see too much of a role on offense for Cadet. But this is someone that can come in as a special teamer. He has a good bit of, or a little bit of experience there as well. He has 63 career kickoff return so i mean that, that averages to nine a year so you know a little bit of uh kickoff cover or kickoff ability there but i would imagine that you would be like more likely to see him in that kind of role than you would seeing him on offense because they're not they're not going to change the game plan now we're going into week 11 you're not gonna the, the only way you're going to change things up as far as McCaffrey goes this kind of cut back on his carries or his touches a little bit to maybe keep him fresher for the playoffs and I mean it's you know you you can argue whether or not he's had a lot of work or whether he needs a little bit of rest or whether they should just keep going with the formula that's been working over the first 10 weeks of the season but I mean because really there's I would say there's really no reason to change what you've been doing. It's been effective. It's gotten you where you were to this point at six and three. Don't. It's one of those don't fix what isn't broken type deals, you know. And it's not like they're fixing anything. It's just, you know, just adding, just replacing a piece behind Christian McCaffrey. That's all. But again, I, I can't really see too much of a. Too much of a role, if any, for Tavares Cadet on this offense. But we'll see. You know, it's it's always interesting with these kind of free agent pickups in the middle of the season, what they do, and how quickly they adapt to the offense. So it, it'll be interesting to see at least maybe not Sunday. You know, possibly this Sunday since he's in. You know, they made the signing today, and it's only Tuesday, so they could get him in for practice and – you know, we'll, we'll go from there. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
But that's really the um, the only bit of Panthers news really to uh, that we've had as far as like roster moves. Um, so at, th- at this point, it's all about getting ready for the Detroit Lions, and uh, you know hopefully I'm able to get together with with Matt Derry of Locked On Lions. We did so last year. Uh, you know he, he's obviously a, a great guy and does a lot of great work with the Lions, so he would. It would certainly be great to give you guys some in-depth looks at what the lines are, but at least at, at first glance, and we talked about this a bit on Friday after the Steelers game, that the Lions offense seems to have taken a bit of a step back after they traded Golden Tate. Now, that being said, Golden Tate really didn't have the strongest of debuts for the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday night. There's already people questioning whether or not it was a good trade for the Eagles. The Lions, of course, got a third-round pick out of it. But, you know, they, they still have some talent there. We know Marvin Jones has played well since he arrived in Detroit. Kenny Galladay, a good young receiver in his second season out of Northern Illinois. Uh, but the rest of the offense, you know, especially the running game has always been at least mine with after carry on Johnson, carry on Johnson has played fantastic at least, you know, in the, in the times he's been healthy, uh, he's coming off a good game on Sunday against the Bears, So, you know, he's going to be one of the guys that the Panthers have to watch out for on Sunday. Uh, but the, the defense has been pretty up and down. So I, I think this is another game where the Panthers should at least be able to put some points on the board. It's just going to be up to the defense to kind of slow down Matthew Stafford and slow down Carryon Johnson. So, you know, and it's it's on the road, and they're coming off that big butt whooping. So, you know, it's, it's not like they'll be able to just waltz into Ford Field and come away with an easy victory. I mean, they're still going to have to come to play, even even though the Lions are only three and six. As like I mentioned before, this is almost the Lions' season here, so they're going to be fighting. Because if they lose this one and drop to three and seven, that more or less probably ends their season in in terms of making it to the playoffs, and they'll probably start thinking about the draft. So you know they're they're going to be hungry, they're going to be ready to go. So the Panthers got to get after it on Sunday. So again, hopefully we'll meet up with Matt. If not, we'll just talk a little bit more about the Lions and the practice reports, of course, as the week goes on. But I mean, we're almost hitting the home stretch here. I mean, it's already, it's hard to believe it's already week 11. I mean, after after Sunday's game, there's only going to be six games left in the regular season for the Panthers. And of course, what, four of them are divisional games, including, of course, the last three. So the last three and four of the last five are within the NFC South. So still a ways to go, but on the, on the other side, it's like there's really not a lot to go. I mean, you know, seven, seven weeks is in the NFL is not a lot of time. So you better start making your move now if you're one of those kind of, as we talked about, the four and five teams in the NFC. So going to be a fun month and a half. Uh, looking forward to rolling along with you guys as the Panthers get set for week 11. So with that, I think we're going to get out of here. 
we'll be back next time. Again, hopefully next time will be myself and Matt on the crossover pod. If not, no biggie. Like I said, we'll just talk a little bit more about the Lions and uh, whatever else pops up in terms of the Panthers or in the NFL. Uh, as a reminder, of course, follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti. That's R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. Follow my work at Panthers Wire and Bengals Wire. And, of course, here on Locked on Panthers. So until next time, thanks so much for listening. Appreciate it as always. And we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.